beginning with verse number 6. Praise God. Joshua chapter 14 and verse number 6. Says, Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, My children that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance, and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive. He said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day, For thou heardest in that day how that Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Now therefore, verse number 12 one more time. Now therefore, give me this mountain. I want to preach from that phrase those four words for a few moments, give me this mountain. Praise God. Would you put your Bibles down tonight if you held one? Why don't we lift our hands to the Lord and can we love him right now? Lord, we thank you for your word that we're about to hear. Lord, we open our spirit to receive what you would say tonight. Lord, I receive the challenge of the Holy Ghost. I will receive what you say. In the name of Jesus, help us, O God. In the name of Jesus, I take authority and dominion over every hindrance in the name of Jesus over everything constructed against the things of God. Lord, every, every emotion, every feeling, every thought, I bind it in Jesus' name. Right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for your word, for what you're about to tell us. 
in the name of Jesus. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise right now? Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Caleb, the Bible says in a different passage of Scripture that Caleb had another spirit. When they, he stood up in front of the people and told them that they were able to possess the land. When they went into the land, to spy it out, Caleb says he was 40 years old when he was sent to spy out the land. And now he says, I am four score and five years old. That means he was 85 years old. A lot of time has passed, but he still has something in his spirit that he knows can contribute to what God has in front of him. He still feels the same strength that he did when he was 40 years old. And he stands up and he's talking here and he, he's explaining uh, as the years have gone by and some of the details of what has happened. And he began that, that, that same fight that he had in his spirit when he was 40 years old. As they have uh, 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 spent time in the wilderness and a lot of people have died off 40 years have gone by or so and he still says I still have the same strength that I did when I was 40 years younger and he tells them give me this mountain. There's things yet to do in the promised land where God is sending us. There's battles yet to fight, but there was still something within him that said, God, I've still got what it takes to do the work that you've called us to do. I'm not just going to sit by the wayside. I'm not going to sit on the sideline. But God, as an 85-year-old man, I still have the desire and the strength to get in the battle, to go in and to come out for the battle that's going to take place of conquering the land. I've still got the strength for it. And, and he expresses his, his desire because of what he has seen in the promised land because he knows of what, what is possible there. And his response to them is, give me this mountain. As an, as an 85-year-old man, he wasn't saying, God, give me this blessing. He was saying, God, give me this mountain. It's a challenge. It is in front of me. There's something in front of me that's going to take some grit and some toil and some warring to obtain it. But God, give me this 
mountain. And I've come to preach that into our spirit tonight, that there's got to be something that gets a hold of us to where we begin to see the harvest field and the challenge that is in front of us. And instead of saying, God, I want it to be easy. I want it to be, I want it to be a, a, a smooth road. There's got to be that spirit of Caleb that says, I know it's a challenge, but God is with me and God give me this mountain. Whatever the project is in front of me, God, give me something that I've got to overcome in front of me. I, I've said it before that if you speak to the mountain and it doesn't move, then lace up your shoes and say, I'm about to climb this mountain. If it doesn't move at the spoken word and God doesn't just arrange it and rearrange it and all of that stuff and change it in a moment's notice, God give me the strength to climb the mountain. I don't know what is in front of you tonight, but the spirit of Caleb is, I hear I hear the voice of Caleb speak out to a generation that says I know there's something ahead of you that seems like it's bigger than you but when Caleb saw the promised land he knew what lay, what was in front of them and instead of cowering behind the job and, and saying it's too big for us he said give me this mountain it is not too big for me it is not too hard for me it's not too difficult for me God is going to be with me every step of the way praise God the spirit of Caleb the voice of Caleb is heard one more time it would be Joshua that would that would be that would lead the people but it was it would be pastor Moses to Joshua but it was the voice of Caleb that that was willing to go to battle and that was willing to go to war and that saw the challenge, but saw that God was able to do it. I know that God is able to do it, and I've just been preaching in this vein for a little while of, of possessing the promises of God, of what he has promised us, that wherever we put the sole of our feet, God is going to give it to us. Let me tell you tonight in, in our small groups, each each week of our small groups, we've had guests, we've had newcomers. There were there was somebody here this morning, a first time guest here this morning that was in our small group. I wasn't even there. I was up in Chicago. Brother Hayes covered it for me at the Jones house. There was somebody that was here this morning as a result of that small group meeting. We had three first time guests here this morning. She was there. She was in our small group meeting on Wednesday. I'm gonna tell you when we put our when we start taking our feet and saying, God, you're going to give it to us God is going to give it to us there are going to there is going to be a tangible uh, a result from when we say God I believe you're going to give us successes in in the pursuit of your will God is going to do it so I'm just going to keep walking week by week day by day and saying God I'm going to possess your promises God I'm going to see revival I'm going to see a harvest as a result of what we believe you're going to do it's a walk. Sometimes it's a grind. But God is going to give it to us. I'm glad for everybody that's here today and that's here tonight. But when we leave here tonight, we're walking into the harvest field claiming the promises of God this week. That's when boots are on the ground. As, as they say in, in, in military terms, that you know, you can, you can 
uh, uh, with today's technology, you can fire stuff from a long ways away, but it really gets real when there's boots on the ground and, and there are soldiers in the territory saying it's time to possess something. And, and that's what we are doing throughout the week. If we will go, God will send them. God has given us tremendous, God has already given us tremendous authority in the spirit. And there is the drawing of the spirit of God. And every person that walks through these doors, every first time guest, every returning guest, we've got to treat them like like God specifically sent them to us. Somebody say amen tonight. Because that's what has happened. God has sent. It's not an accident. It's not a coincidence. One thing to say that. But we've got to believe from, uh, from the bottom of our heart that every person that walks in here, God has allowed them to come. God has sent them here. And he leaves it up to us to say, okay, what are we going to do with it then? Are we going to put one foot in front of the other and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the grunt work. I'm going to be the boots on the ground. I'm going to be the one that helps facilitate what God is doing and retaining everything that God has sent us. I'm talking about give me this mountain. I don't know what your comfort zone level is or what is out of your comfort zone, but it's time for you to look at whatever that thing is that's outside of your comfort zone in regards to being a part of the harvest. And instead of saying, I'm not cut out for that, I can't do it. I, I, I'm not comfortable doing that. You've got to stop saying that. And you've got to echo the voice of Caleb and say, I may have lived a little while, but, but I've seen the promised land and I, and I may know my, what my limitations are my comfort zone is but God give me this mountain it may seem like it's bigger than me but God give me this mountain I may have felt like I'm not cut out for it but God give me this mountain I may feel like I'm not good enough but God give me this mountain I may have never done it before God give me this mountain they never taught a Bible study before. God, give me this mountain. You may feel uncomfortable talking to strangers. God, give me this mountain. It's a mountain in front of me. It, it, oh, there it is. Uh, it, it may be bigger than what I'm used to doing. It may be out of my comfort zone. God, give me this mountain. I will not take no for an answer from my flesh. I will to not take no for an answer from my carnality. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, God, I may be uncomfortable with the next step, but God, give me this mountain. I am more than a conqueror through him that loved us. God, give me this mountain mountain the happiest book in the bible philippians was written by a man in prison who when he asked for a piece of papyrus and a quill pen just merely asking for that you know what he was saying god give me this mountain i may be locked in prison but I'm going to write something that's going to change, help change the lives of somebody for thousands of years. That was a man that says, I'm limited. Oh, but I'm going to find a way to make it happen. I may be surrounded by walls and my hands may be in chains. I may just have a tiny little candle, just enough to barely squint and see the, the, the letters that I'm writing. But God, give me this mountain in the name of Jesus. You've got to stare down that giant in front of you. You've got to stare down that comfort zone that has that has stared at you for years and say God there's a hurdle to jump to be involved in the harvest but God give me this mountain I want to possess everything you have for me I don't want somebody else to be involved in the harvest and, and watch them do great things for God I me personally I want to see something and I want to be a part of what God is doing 
Hallelujah. God, give me this mountain. And that's when Paul wrote, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah. He was in a prison and he's writing the happiest book in the Bible, what is termed as the happiest book in the Bible from the confinement of prison cells. And as he writes, and, 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 and the joy of the Lord flows out of him. Maybe the Lord allowed him to have insight of what that letter, of how far it would reach, I don't know. But the, the, the joy of the Lord just bubbles out of him in the midst of prison, in the midst of confinement, in the midst of being all by himself. He was saying, God, there's a mountain in front of me and it's called prison right now, but I'm gonna do the very best that I can. I'm, I'm going to conquer. I'm going to conquer this phase and this comfort zone or the discomfort that I'm in right now. I'm telling you, there are more Bible study teachers. I I, I believe that God is going to allow us, Brother Marsh, to double our, our, our small groups. I'm looking for the next one to open. Hallelujah. The Lord's been talking to me about some things that are going to happen. And I'm telling you, God's going to give us the mountain in front of us. I don't care how big it is. I don't care what our, 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 our flesh tells us it can or cannot be done somebody ought to get it in your spirit God give us this mountain yes it's big but he's in the mountain giving business God I don't care how big or how impossible it seems God give us this mountain hallelujah praise God we ought to begin it, it was it was I, I I don't know how long ago we, we started small groups in a couple years and we, we gained traction, and we've gone really through a, a lot of, uh, I don't want to normalize it, but a lot of the ebbs and flows of small groups, and, and it just happens. I, I've talked to people on the phone about small groups, and, 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 and you know, the small groups will start. They kind of ebb and flow, and it takes us a while to, it takes consistency and persistence to really make it a culture. We've been doing it for two years, and guess what? We're just kind of now starting after our persistence. There's there's momentum and traction. What did you have, 19 last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, 19 people. That's 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 two groups that I've really got to look at right now. we got to split the group, and there's 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 growth right there that we've, we're really at that point right now. And... Um, uh, in the in the small group process where we are, we, we're we're seeing God do things, and it was in their small group. Was it was it two weeks ago when Sharon got the Holy Ghost? Yeah, I, I, this is something I, I said two years ago. I said we're going to have people getting the Holy Ghost in people's living room. Okay, it's, it's, it's taking persistence and consistency. That's just the start of what God's going to do. The Holy Ghost is going to fall in living rooms. And I'm telling you, when we say, I know that sounds like it's far out there. No, no, no. Not if we start reaching for it. Not if we look at it and say, God, give me this mountain. I have a hard time believing somebody's going to get the Holy Ghost in my living room. Don't even say that. Just say, God, it looks like a mountain, but God, give it to me. The time You're going to baptize him in that hot tub right there on the back of your, of your porch. God, give me this this mountain. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody that goes on Saturday, take the van. Well, if we get the van back. Got some stuff stolen on. It's in the transmission shop right now. But come and, and get, the, get the water warmed up in case somebody wants to come and get baptized. I'm talking about getting ready and saying, God, give me this mountain. There may be somebody there at that breakfast that wants to get baptized in Jesus' name. 
Preach the gospel, Brother Lockwood. Let the Holy Ghost work on them. Let the Word, let the word do what the Word can do. And let somebody make a decision. There's going to be something. I'm going to tell you. The, the time is coming. It may be this week. It may be, it may be later. But we're going to keep doing it. We're going to see a harvest. We're going to believe it. We're going to say, God, give us this mountain. We're going to see, we're going to see the results. When we say, God, wherever we put the sole of our feet, you will give it to me. I'm ready. I may be, I may be old. I may be up in years. But God, I feel like there's a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost coming on somebody that your youth is going to be renewed like the eagles. And you're going to be like Caleb and say I've lived a little while I'm 85 years old now I'm up in years but I feel the strength of the Holy Ghost for another burst of energy in the Holy Ghost I feel the spirit of God coming upon me for another season of conquering something I'm looking at a mountain right now but it doesn't matter how old or how young I am God give me this mountain would you clap your hands unto the Lord right now all over this building and give him praise together Oh, come on, clap your hands like you mean it right now with faith. Hallelujah. 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 I don't care what you're staring in the face tonight, what obstacle is in your face right now. You gotta stop saying, I can't whip this, I can't beat it, I can't get over this. No, God give me this mountain. The only weapon Satan has against you is a lie that says you can't make it through it. You can't get out. You can't beat the addiction. You can't beat the stumbling block in front of you. You can't get over this. I've come to rebuke the lies of the devil and say, God, give me this mountain. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus loves everybody. He loves everybody. Every soul in this city, he loves them. So from, from the homeless person on the street to the people that live in the reserve on the southwest end of town, Jesus loves everybody. He wants to save everybody equally and the same. There's, there's no soul that he places above another. His love is the same for everybody. And everybody deserves to hear the message of salvation. Everybody deserves to hear the, the gospel preached unto them. Because everybody, whether they want to admit it or not, are equally miserable when you don't have Jesus. I don't care what the front looks like. I don't care how they respond, how they act, if they laugh, if they joke. Everybody, everybody is miserable if they do not have the Holy Ghost. And, and, and the, because there's a God-shaped hole in the heart of every human being that without the Holy Ghost, you will live without fulfillment and, it will, and fulfillment will be sought in all kinds of things. Hallelujah. The things the world has to offer is not fun, ultimately. The parties and the drugging and the drinking, most of the time, most of the time, most of the time, it's to cover up pain because that's what the world gives you. doesn't matter what your income level is. Rich people have pain like poor people have pain. Just because you got money doesn't mean your parents are going to stay together when you're young. 
it doesn't, it doesn't mean somebody's not going to get abused because you got money in the household. No, there, 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 there's all kinds of hurt and pain at every income level of whatever society makes no difference. And Jesus loves them all and wants to heal them all and wants to save them all and wants to bring them into the kingdom. When you go this weekend, you're going in the power of the Holy Ghost because Jesus loves. You're going in the love of God with compassion. The compassion of the Holy Ghost to love somebody that may not have had somebody to wrap their arms around them and just say, hey, how are you doing? My name is such and such. Can I pray for you? The Bible says in Matthew chapter 19, verse number 24, and again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible. That's where we need to, we need to get that right there. We need a revelation of that. With men, it is impossible. With, uh, without him, I can do nothing. He is the vine. I am the branch. Jesus said, without me, ye can do nothing. If anything in the kingdom of God is going to happen, it is only going to happen as a result of the moving of the spirit and the power of God, either through me or on my behalf. Anything productive. It cannot be, anything in the kingdom of God cannot be done by human intellect or, or, or my own works alone. I get involved with God and with the, word of, with the work of God and with the will of God. I have to get involved with it. But it has to be God doing the work through me. And that will never happen in a comfort zone. It will God will make sure that he does not work while I'm in my comfort zone. He will not allow it to happen. If I want to stay in that comfort zone, God's going to say, okay, you, you can be comfortable right there, but I'm going to withhold my power and my demonstration because you are more interested in being comfortable. Because when we get out of the comfort zone and we know that we just, we're just flailing about, we feel like we're just out on a limb. That's when God steps in, when we're out on a limb. Yeah. It's when Peter stepped out of the boat and he starts walking on the water and he looks around at the wind and the seas and the waves and he begins to sink that the Lord reaches down and pulls him up. God, if we want to see the miraculous, you have got to get out of the comfort zone and say, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. Lord, if you're calling me into a, a Lord, I want, to hear, I, want, I want to hear the calling and the tug of your voice. I want to hear you call me. Let's lift our hands right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray you would bid us come out onto the water. I pray your voice would be so undeniable that we would hear your voice and know that you are calling us beyond our comfort zone, that you are calling us to say, God, give me a mountain. Give me a project in the spirit, something that I will see you do. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus.
In Jesus' name. God loves everybody. I really realize, you know what we have done? We have done this and we will, and we will forever do it. Matter of fact, one of, my, one of my long-term visions, and there's going to come a time where we put the wheels in motion, is these houses that are behind the alleyway, we're going to buy one or two of them up. And I would love for our church to have our own halfway house program. Sister Yolanda knows how to do it all, how to help us get the process as far as people that, there, you know, there are situations where people don't even know where their social security card is, don't know their social security, don't have their birth certificate, and they got to go through the process of getting ID and all of that stuff, and it's a process. And we will forever be involved in that. We'll keep, we're going to keep pursuing after. Because we believe that people that are at the end of their rope can find Jesus. And Jesus can make the difference. The difference. But what about rich people? Jesus loves rich people too. Did you know that Jesus loves the people that live in Panther Creek? Just like he loves the people. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Just like he loves the people that are on the street right now. He loves them the same. And, and the people that have the large portfolio, that are looking at their portfolio and still feel empty inside. He loves them and he wants to save them. But, but with man, this, they, 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 Jesus says it is, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich person to be saved. They're like, who then can be saved? They say, with, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. I'm going to preach something to us tonight right now. We've got to get it out of our brain that people that have money don't want God. We've got to get it out of our brain that people that have money won't listen to what you have to say and God won't lead you to their path and they're hungry for what God has for them. We got to get that out of our brain because God loves everybody and God wants, God wants to draw everybody. But it's easy for us. You know what? And this is probably trickle down. I don't know. This could be wrong or I don't know. This may be trickle down from, you know, the church back in the day was the church across the tracks and, and, and Pentecostals weren't always the accepted or we were the made fun of ones. And there's a lot that has changed in the last 30, 40 years. Don't misunderstand me. But uh, there, there's got to be something within us, a confidence, not in ourselves, but a confidence in the Holy Ghost that says, God, there's somebody, they, they, they may be well-to-do, they may have so much money, I'm slightly intimidated in my flesh to talk to them, but God, if you'll lead me to them, the Holy Ghost will start talking to them. Because with man, it's impossible. Yeah, you may not have the influence in your current state, but the Holy Ghost is with us. And the Holy Ghost is going to lead them to us and us to them. And it doesn't matter what their income level is. They may be millionaires. They may make $500,000. I don't care how much it is or how much it isn't. God wants to save everybody. He wants to save everybody. We've got to give God a chance. 
there was there was something that's last week that a statement that was made that just that just rang in my spirit. We'll tell no for we'll tell God no for reasons that we think are noble. Well, God, I'm not I'm not good enough, Lord. I can't do that. Hold on, God, they wouldn't listen to me. And God's listening to us saying a no is a no. We're telling God no when we disqualify ourselves and don't do what he's wanting us to do or leading us to do it. When we find a reason to tell God no, God doesn't say, oh, well, they told me no for a good reason. No, God just hears no. That's what he hears. He hears no. Where would God send us if we just said yes? If we just said yes. Lord, I may look like, I may feel like I look foolish. A lot of it is more feeling than actual. That's where the devil gets us tied up. You know? Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. We're just going to start telling the Holy Ghost yes. I'm going to tell you, I was, I was the, uh, this has been a couple of years ago. I don't know, two years ago maybe. I felt the Holy Ghost tell me to go down to the Capitol building. I got on the, or, uh, I, Holy Ghost started talking to me. I got on the website and found out when the state senators and all those uh, guys were in session. They were in session a certain time. It was during the winter. I forget when it was. It might have been around this time of year, a couple of years ago. Threw a suit on, went down to the Capitol. I walk into the, the, uh, the Senate chambers where they're deliberating and <clears throat> sitting in the gallery. It's a few other people sitting in the gallery, just a few people. And all the senators are um, representatives there. I think it was the Senate. Yeah. Um, I have to go back to government to, so if I, if I, if I flub some of the, the guy, I think I got a D or a C in government. So um, it's the Senate and the House, right? It's the Senate and the House. <laughs> My dad's not really proud right now. I get I get confused when because it, it's two it's two U.S. senators, two from each state, go to to Washington, and then there's state senators in the House. Um, you all right? Oh, <laughs> you all right? You can go get it, get you some water. It's all right. Um. So I'm up there, and I'm just in the gallery and just watching. I'm like, Lord, why am I here? I look down, and I'm just, and, and they weren't actually, they had, they had recessed, and the senators were just milling around talking. And I look down, and I'm like, I know him. I know that guy. I went to high school with him. And uh, I've told the story, I think, a couple years ago. Uh, it turned out to be uh, Steve McClure, who's a senator, state senator, and his district is in the Jacksonville area. And uh, he, uh, he graduated, I think, around 2002. Anyway, I didn't know at the time. I just, uh, I'm like, I know that guy. Let's see if I can try to meet him. I immediately know that's why I'm here. So I, they, they actually, uh, they started to, to file out after they were done talking. And I'm like, maybe I can run into him. So I walk out the doors of the, uh, of the gallery and, and I'm just walking. I'm in, you know, you had to be upstairs for it. And I'm walking to go to the stairs. And here he comes up the stairs. There he is right there. And he gets right in front of me. And he, he's headed that way. And I just called his name. I said, Senator McClure. 
he turned around and I just introduced myself and I said, you, you wouldn't know me. I, we went to high school together. I remember seeing you there. And uh, funny side note, you know, he's a pretty nerdy guy in high school, you know, jean shorts and high white socks, sat at a table by himself. Yeah, he was, he's nerdy in high school. Now he's running the joint, you know, that, and ain't that how it works. Uh, he's not nerdy anymore. Got his junk together, you know. Went, uh, got his, uh, his degrees in political science and, and a very sharp guy and very smart. Um, so uh, I just introduced myself to him, and he said, uh, my, my office is, at su- is such and such number. Come by and see me sometime. Well, I went by like twice, and he happened to be out. I was un- unable to see him in his office. This is probably a week or two later, and I was unable to do it, and uh, I just said, oh, whatever, um, and then kind of let it pass. Well, it was about, I don't know, it was last summer. I was walking out of the post office downtown. There's somebody walking in front of me to their car. I'm like, and I just caught enough uh, side of his face. Senator McClure turns around, introduced myself to him again. He, I, if I remember correctly, he vaguely remembered us meeting. Um, they, he, this guy, if you, if you get on his Facebook page, this guy's met everybody from Muhammad Ali to you, you name it. He's met them. Like, he's got pictures with everybody, not just, I mean, athletes, you know, whatever. He just, he's one of these guys that winds up in the right place at the right time that has connections with people. If he's going to a basketball game, he's going to somehow be on the court side, you know, on court side, you know, court seats, whatever. He just, he's in all these random places all the time. Um, and, uh, or he'll get, he'll get tickets to exclusive stuff. Um, anyway, introduce myself to him again. And, um, uh, he just said, he's like, well, this, if there's anything I could ever do for you, let me know. Appreciate that. Um, this was last summer. And uh, it kind of fell off again. I just kind of dropped it. But then last week I was on a Zoom call with a few preachers and we were just talking about what God is doing. And, and the Lord brought this back to me. And the Lord has just been putting something in my spirit. And um, this, this is my God give me this mountain. As I was on my way here tonight, the Lord's just been working on me since last, since the first Monday of this month, whatever that, whatever date that was. What's today? I think it's 13. Um, since Monday, Monday, I think it was, yeah. <clears throat> I was on my way here tonight, and uh, this has just kind of been brewing in my spirit the past couple of days. I've been, I've been uh, up in Chicago, and I couldn't do it until today. I was on my way here tonight, and the Holy Ghost just... Uh, as I was driving here, just directed me to go down to the Capitol. And uh, I walked in at about 3.40-something. They closed at 4. And the, and the security guard's like, hey, we're going to be closing. I said, that's all right. I just need a couple minutes. So I just walked through the Capitol floor, the bottom floor. And God's going to, I'm going to get in the Capitol building teaching a Bible study. I don't know if it'll be with Senator McClure, but tonight I just I just walked through the Capitol building and looking at the names of the offices that are on the bottom floor. They wouldn't let me go to the second floor on the bottom floor and just calling those names and pleading the blood over them as I walked through each wing of the Capitol. And the Lord just brought this back to me. It's time for us to have the word of God taught and a move of God in the Capitol building where they bring the idols in during during Christmas time. Yeah. 
the word of God is going to be taught in there. I'm talking about God, give me this mountain. The word of God, I, 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 you know, I was thinking about this. We're probably the, the one church in all of the 50 states that is as close to the Capitol as any other building. We have to be. I mean, if there's another one, I don't know, but we've got to be. I mean, you can't get much closer. So one of our small groups is going to be in the Illinois State Capitol. I'm, I'm, the Lord's going to have, you know why? Because God loves senators too. He loves senators and, and representatives. He loves the governor. He loves the lieutenant governor. He loves the, the aides in each office. He loves all of those people. It doesn't matter how much they make or they don't make. They need to hear the gospel too. And as much as they're trying to make a difference in the state and, and, and all of the, the things that go on in politics and whatever their motive is, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, God loves them. And, it, and now is the time to say, okay, God, it's, this is a mountain. It's, it's right there. I, I'm looking at it. It seems almost impossible, but guess what? People are hungry. Hallelujah. And, 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 and I don't know where the connection is going to come. I'm just going to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. But that's my next project. God, give me this mountain. God, yeah. Am I going to feel a little out of place uh, talking to, to, to senators potentially or, 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 or representatives and those that are there? Probably a little bit. In my flesh, I would because with man, it is possible. But with God, all things are possible. It doesn't matter how impossible it seems. With God, all things are possible. It's time for us to to start looking at impossibilities in front of us and say, God, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. There's going to be every every demographic in this church from, from the homeless to the wealthy because God wants to save everybody. His body is going to be full of people from every age range, from every income level because God loves everybody. Would you lift up your hands right now and pray in the Holy Ghost? I feel like something right now would break in the name of Jesus. Would you stretch your hands towards that Illinois state flag? And I want us to pray right now for, a, for the Lord to open a door for me to get in there and teach the word of God in the Capitol building. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let the leading of your spirit go forth. God, you want to save them. God, you want to teach them. Lord, in Jesus' name, you want to bring them to, to salvation because you love them. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody stand with me right now. It's not an accident that, accident that God led me let my steps align with a state senator that I happen to go to high school with. No, not an accident at all that God's allowed me to run into him. Now, I've dropped the ball. The Lord's got to help me because I let some time lapse. But the Lord brought it back to my spirit. And guess what? If the Lord had you staring at a mountain and you were wanting to conquer it a year, two years, five years ago, and you dropped the ball, guess what? He's a God of grace. Yes, yes. It's time to start staring at that mountain again. That desire you had to do something great in the kingdom and say, God, I know I know, I dropped the ball and I, and I messed up, but Lord, help me. I want to get it right and I want to get back to the place where I'm staring at a mountain saying, God, give me this mountain. Won't you gather with me around the front right now? Hallelujah. I 
It's time for us to say, God, this is crazy. It don't even make sense, all of it. I don't have it all figured out, but I'm just going to start standing at this mountain with the spirit of Caleb saying, God, give me this mountain. God wants to save everybody. We can't discount God's grace. We can't shrug it off and say, God, you don't want to save them. They're too rich. They're they're too well-to-do or they're too hardened or they got too many problems. No, God, you're going to save them. God, you're going to reach for them. But God, give me this mountain. I'm ready to enter into the promised land. I'm ready. I've I've got strength in my spirit. I'm ready to do it. In the name of Jesus, would you lift up your voice? And just begin to say, God, give me this mountain. I want to be a mighty warrior in your kingdom. I want to conquer something in the name of Jesus. You may be wanting to start a small group, but you're but you're uncomfortable with it. You got to say, God, give me this mountain. It looks big to me. It looks too big for me. But God, it's impossible with me. But it's not impossible with you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody tap into the Holy Ghost. Somebody get a dream or a vision or get a burden for something to say, God, this sounds crazy. I, I, I don't know that I'll be received, but God, give me this mountain. I'm ready to go. God, give it to me. God, give it to me. God, give it to me. your voice right now and pray in the spirit all over this place in the name of Jesus God's wanting to show somebody what he wants you to do hallelujah 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 some of you are going to wind up in million dollar homes at somebody's kitchen table teaching them exploring God's word hallelujah and the Holy Ghost is going to move through you. And God's going to show you, yeah, they're hungry too. They're hungry too. And they, they're loved by God too. In the name of Jesus, it's not just poor. And it's not just rich. And it's not just in between. It's everybody. Whosoever will. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Somebody ought to stare over into the promised land and say that I know it looks big, but God, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Hallelujah. Oh, 
Mohusata in the name of Jesus. This is the heartbeat of God for us to look at the potential of harvest and say, God, give me this mountain. It's not impossible with God for you to say, hey, can I give you a Bible study? Where do you live? I live in Panther Creek. We have focused on, on one, maybe one uh, 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 circle of society that we know is at the bottom, that is hurting, that is, that is out of options, and everybody deserves the gospel. There's nobody that, at, at the foot of the cross. It's level. Everybody deserves the gospel. There's no big eyes and little U's. We've allowed that to sink into our thinking. And we go to a certain, uh, 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 what's the word? I'm demographic, maybe, with more confidence. And that's not God at all. That's not the confidence of the Holy Ghost. The confidence of the Holy Ghost will lead us to talk to a person that doesn't have any income or a person that makes a lot of money. It doesn't matter when we're operating in the confidence of the Holy Ghost, in the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm not going because I have influence. I'm going sent by God. Remember that time the Lord sent you next to the, uh, was it the, the sheriff at Hibachi? The, uh, the sheriff a few years ago. That stuff's going to happen. You're just going to go out to eat and you're going to sit next to somebody. Guess what? They're hungry. And, 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 and we see every opportunity as sent by God. Lord, you've placed me here. I am an ambassador for Christ. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, somebody's got to look at a situation. And I've talked about this before. God wants to pour out ministries on people. What this is is saying, God, give me this mountain. I, I don't see how I can do this. I don't see how in my own ability I can do this. I can't. I'm not as, I, 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 I don't have the degrees that those guys at the Capitol building have. I can't, I, I, can't, I, 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 I couldn't do what they do. It's either got to be God doing it or it doesn't get done. It's either God connecting the dots and opening the doors or it doesn't get done. But I'll tell you what, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to find it wherever it is. I'm going to go and pray. And I, that's what I did this afternoon. I went I just prayed through that bottom floor of the Capitol because God wants the word of God to be taught. And when Brother Marsh, when he was leading, when he said, ask the Lord what he feels about something, I asked the Lord what he feels about the state of Illinois. And immediately I began to weep because that's what he feels about all the of all the filth and the foolishness and the sin and, and every uh, every sin that is promoted and pushed and not just made available but pushed and, and the emotions of God he's he's very sad about the sin that has come into this state through that building but I'm going to tell you the light of the gospel needs to shine in there because there are people there are lawmakers that they are empty and they think they're doing the right thing but they're empty and they need the gospel somebody with the Holy Ghost in there to bring the word of God here I am Lord send me I'm not as smart as those guys but here I am Lord send me God you're going to have to do it you're going to have to line our steps up God here I am send me God give me this mountain God give me this mountain 
Lift your hands one more time to the Lord in this place right now. Somebody get a vision in your mind of a mountain that's just so big that you don't know how it would happen through you. In the name of Jesus, God's going to give it to you. God's going to give it to you. That thing that just came to your mind, God's going to give it to you. Wherever you put the sole of your feet, God's going to give it to you. I'm not walking into that Capitol building by myself. I'm walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. And God is going to give it. So that's where that small group is going to be. It's in the capital of the state of Illinois. Hallelujah. It's going to be everywhere. Grab somebody by the hand right now and just pray in the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost move in this place. God, give me this mountain. God, give me this mountain. God, give me this mountain. word of God. I'm claiming that our small groups are going to double every quarter. I'm claiming that vision. I'm claiming I'm claiming that a, a, a vision from God right now. It's going to happen. God, give us this mountain. God, give us this mountain. God, give us this mountain. Hallelujah. St. John's Hospital and Memorial Hospital need to have a Bible study group going in there. I see small groups in there. In there. God, give us this mountain. Give us this mountain. I'm ready. I'm ready. I've got strength. I'm ready to go. Whosoever will, let them come and drink. Hallelujah. Every small group, you go into that group expecting growth. I'm expecting it. That's what we talked at, at the Jones house the first week. I said, we're going to outgrow this. There's plenty of room. Their, their house is perfect for it. But we're going to outgrow this. We're going to have revival right here. 
as of Wednesday, there's three people there that need God. One has become coming on a regular basis. One is not. The other was here this morning. Guess what? God's going to add more. He's going to keep adding them. We're going to outgrow it in Jesus' name. God, give me this mountain. It's not too big for God. With me, it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. Lift up your hands one more time to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to walk. We're going to go in this in the name of Jesus. God, give me this mountain. God, give me this mountain. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You're going to teach the word of God. They're going to listen and they're going to receive it in the name of Jesus. God's going to open the doors in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. God has given us tremendous dominion and authority in this city, in this state. There's going to be people that are asking you for a Bible study, asking you to come to your small group. It's been happening. It's been happening. There's going to be people that volunteer themselves to come. You know why? Because there's something broken in the spirit. We just got to get involved. Just break them in. Yeah. In Jesus' name. We, we, we're at the point. We got to just about split yours. We got to make a decision. Well, I can't teach a small group. God, give me this mountain. God doesn't expect everybody to do everything, okay? Hear what I'm saying. In the parable of the talents. I might butcher this right. Was it one talent, two talents, and five talents? Five took, the guy with five talents took it, flipped it. Guy with two talents took two, flipped it. Guy with one talent went and buried it because I was afraid. God doesn't expect one-talent people to do what five-talent people do. And you're not going to be judged by God because of what a five-talent person did. Okay? But everybody was invested in. Everybody can do something. Everybody. I'm not expecting you to get up here and preach a sermon. Everybody's calling and giftings are different, but hear me. There's something there in front of you that it may be like a mountain to you. That's that's no there's that's not saying there's big eyes and little use. That's not the case. It's the way God designed it. But you gotta recognize, Lord, there's something in front of me. This this kind of scares me a little bit. But God, if you'll help me, I'll say, Give me this mountain and I'll do it. You may teach one person a Bible study, you may lead a small group. But we are commanded, go ye therefore and teach. I don't know a whole lot. Teach what you know. Because if if we really believe it, I'm, I'm shutting it down. If we really believe it, I believe we do. That the measure of harvest God's going to give us, it's going to be all hands on deck.
God will speak to you and show you that mountain in front of you, that thing that you need to conquer for the kingdom, that thing that you look at and say, God, I want to do something for you, and this seems big, but God, give me this mountain. I'm ready to go. I figured it all out, but God, give me this mountain. I know how I'm going to do it. God, give me this mountain. And if you go in his might and in his power, he's going to flow through you. Lift your hands one more time to the Lord. Lord, I thank you for your spirit. We're going in this in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we're going forth in your power. You are going to open the doors. You are going to, are, are, are going to show your power. You are going to give us this mountain. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. that has come in, Justin McGee. Some of you know him. He is in the hospital, urgently in need of prayer. Let's lift Justin McGee to the Lord right now. In Jesus' name, I take authority and dominion over whatever the problem is in Justin's body. I bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. I curse it in Jesus' name. I lose healing and miracles in his body right now. Lord, I pray the angels of the Lord would go to him wherever he is in the name of Jesus, and I lose healing and miracles to flow into him right now. I curse sickness. I curse pain. I curse death. In the name of Jesus, whatever the problem is, Lord, you are the healer. We lose healing and miracles right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Leave this.